you know, living in a pandemic can be just downright scary, frightening, especially for for those of us who've never been through anything similar to this. And that's exactly what was happening back in March of 2020. You know, we came into this year, 2020, the year of vision. We had all these hopes and dreams. You know, I had a full schedule plan. I had a couple tours. I had some events, some live events. And I really hadn't done any live events for a while because I had slowed down in 2017 when my mother and brother passed away. So I was gearing up for a really big year in my business. Um, I had started, we had started renovating a home, and there were so many things we had planned, and then we got hit, boom, no warning, just wow, it literally stopped us in our tracks, and I got on social media, and so many people was telling us we needed to shift and pivot in our business, we had to learn how to use Zoom, conference calls, and do business in a new way, show up differently, we couldn't see our friends and our family, um, we had we were in isolation, and we were like, "Wow, that's huge. That's a lot of trauma. That's a lot of anxiety." And as we began to move forward, we saw so much happening around us. People were getting sick. They were dying. Loved ones, um, loved ones, we couldn't go visit. They had to die alone. People were losing their jobs, wondering how am I going to pay my bills. The food lines and the food banks were getting um, depleted. We've never really seen this in our lifetime. How do you pivot and shift and grasp this and it not impact you? Because it does. It does impact you. It does take a toll on you collectively and individually. And so... But I kept seeing people moving. They were just busy, 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 pivoting. They were doing all these videos. And and I said, wait a minute. This is time that we have to take a beat, to take a moment and look at this differently. So how can I live through this pandemic and not in this pandemic? And so I did three things. I'd already started renovating our home. We had finished the the add-ons and the additions. All the construction was done. So we were in the inside, you know, just painting and doing some things like that. And I had ordered furniture. So I started to clean my home and to declutter my home. That's right. I got rid of things that I hadn't seen in years. Uh, Cleaned out the attics and the crawl spaces and got rid of clothing and just things that we just didn't need anymore. The things that I was holding for my children, I gave them um, to them at the time. And so I, I literally decluttered my whole, my entire house. In fact, I'm so excited because I don't have anything in my attic but Christmas decoration and luggage. That's it. Everything that we no longer needed, we got rid of. And then I cleaned my house, like just really cleaned. So I felt, my home felt lighter. Then I streamlined my business. There were things that I was doing that I really no longer wanted to do that no longer bought me joy. It bought me money, but it didn't bring me joy. And so I began to to release those things in my business that I was no longer passionate about and streamline my business. Bought me so much joy. We had all this time. We had all this time on our hands, so I decided I was going to use it effectively. And then the third thing that I did was I had to face my stuff. 
you see all of these things that's going on around us, people losing um, their lives through the virus and so much civil and racial tension and unrest. Our political climate was a mess. Um, inequality, gender and racial inequality. The country was divi- was divided. There was so much hate being spewed out. And it was beginning to trigger some things in me. Those super triggers began to wake up some biases that I didn't know I had and woke up some wounds that I was muted and didn't realize was there. So the third thing I did was I faced my stuff. I had to go deeper than I've ever gone before. And I couldn't stop at my first aha moment on my first breakthrough. No, I had to go back and revisit some primary foundational wounds that I thought I had dealt with and I didn't. And because I do this work, I knew the the healing modalities that I could use. But let me tell you, as I began to dive deeper, my body tried to respond. Yes, my body became so sick. It resisted. Things happen when you're ready to go deeper and when you're ready to make some changes and transform your life, you know, your life will respond. Your body will respond. It will show up to resist because it doesn't like change. But that's exactly what I needed. And as a result of this journey that I'm still on, because I have always been committed to my spiritual, personal, and professional development, always have been and always will be. But just like my house, became lighter and felt lighter, my body became lighter. I lost 18 pounds, not because I went on a diet or anything, but because I was releasing emotional weight, the physical weight began began to come off. And I'm still losing because I'm still on this journey. And I'll be on this journey the rest of my life. And what will happen is my body will actually go down to what it is supposed to go down to. So I'm saying to you, with all of the that has been going on, how have you used this time? Did you remain in fear? Did you shift? Did you pivot? Were you still running after the things that you thought was going to make you happy? You know, more money, more success, more friends? Because what I discovered is that, and I've always known this, but truly discovered this in this pandemic, that What I thought would bring me happiness didn't. I wanted to find out what was true happiness for Angela. The pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of freedom. The pursuit of, of peace. Even in the midst of a pandemic. Even in the midst of a divided country. Even in the midst of so much pain and loss just going on all around us. How can you find peace? How can you find true joy and happiness? Part of it is finding your path, the path that's right for you, the path of clearing and cleaning and completing those things in the physical and in the internal. You see, we cannot just focus on the external, because really the external is a reflection of what's happening on the internal. 
And so I challenge you this week to ask yourself, who am I? Who am I at my deepest core? Not who I project to others, not who I want others to think that I am, not who I want others to see me as, but who am I at my deepest core? And I'll tell you, that is an ongoing question that you are going to constantly be looking for answers for. But if you do, you can decide every day, this is who I'm going to show up as. This is who I'll be. Your state of being. And when you shift that and truly understand that, because, see, our pain can never heal until we heal our misplaced sense of identity. And that is what we have in this world. We don't have a um, really a poverty issue. We have a we have an identity issue. We don't really have a racist issue. We have an identity issue because at the root of everything, at the root of every racism, inequality, um, hatred, is a fundamental fear of who we are. And we and a fundamental disassociating from the truth of who we are, which is love. Love is the answer to every question. And when we understand who we are and who we and who we are supposed to become and evolve every day, we'll begin to ascend to our truest nature, a pure, unconditional, wide open love. And when we do that our lives would change forever. So I tell I challenge you to work on your internal landscape, to face your stuff. Are you ready to face your stuff? It's not easy, but it is simple. It's not easy, but it is necessary. And as a result, you'll become at ease in your peace and at rest in your power. So today, answer the question, am I ready to face my stuff? I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.